Have you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. There is something very special happening this week. May 1st is my five-year anniversary with Lemongrass Spa. It's been such an amazing journey, and I truly cannot even begin to tell you all of the blessings that I've experienced in the last five years with Lemongrass Spa. And I look forward to so many more years of waking up every day, having a passion and a love for what I do. To celebrate this exciting milestone, I had a wonderful conversation with my friend and fellow leader, Jill Brenny from Lemongrass Spa. As of this year, she has celebrated 17 years with the company, and she was one of the very first consultants back at the very beginning, and she has built an impressively large organization. And those who know her know that Jill is just so special. She's humble and kind. She always has a thoughtful tip to share or has a great answer to a question. She is a true servant leader, and she has made an impact on her customers as well as her fellow consultants like me. Jill shares with us some of her wisdom on how to turn your direct sales business into a lifelong career that you love. I hope you enjoy hearing what she has to say. Hi, Jill. It is such an honor to have you on the podcast this week. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. Well, I'm so glad that we are doing this. So to start off, tell us a little bit about your family. Oh, thank you for asking. So let's see. I have been married quite a while and a couple decades, and I we have three kids. So we have kids at different ages. I have a 20-year-old daughter. I have a 17-year-old son. And I have an 11-year-old son. And just adore being their mom. And that's the best That's the best role ever. It's true. I agree. Being a mom is the best. <laughs> All right. So you, we are here today to chat about your direct sales journey because you have been in direct sales for, uh, it'll be 17 years this year, which is so incredible and so inspiring. And I just, I can't wait to chat more about that, but you have not always been in the direct sales industry. So tell us a little bit about your background. I know that you have a background in teaching and you also have a corporate career background. So tell us all about your, about your experiences in those fields. Oh, I appreciate that. So when I was a little, little kid, um, my sister and I would play teacher all the time. And I was like, that's the ultimate. I'm going to be a teacher. And so that was my whole goal. I graduated from college with, you know, the, the aim of being in student teaching and um, love teaching at the high school level, the middle school level. I was the girls track coach. It was just a ton of fun. 
but it was also an incredible amount of work. Um, you know, for those who say teaching, oh, teachers have it so easy, they have no idea. <laughs> they have absolutely no idea. And I appreciate our teachers so much. So from the transition from being a teacher was that my husband and I moved to uh, New York City. We lived in Brooklyn, but I was terrified of teaching in New York City. At the beginning, I was terrified of living in New York City. You know, I had to just kind of find my find my grounding there. And I ended up going into the corporate world. So it was great. Um, at, the, at the end of that career, I would say for about the, the final seven years I was in human resources, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was the human resources person that was the employee relations person, which is just a nice way to say that I dealt with a lot of conflict all the time. And also loved doing management training, but my teaching role really helped me with that. And then um, being in human resources and dealing with so many people. I mean, at the end I had um, something like five states that I oversaw the employees, something like 1400 employees and 20 some facilities. And I worked with numerous managers and it really, all of that really served to help me to begin this entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. I love that all of our life experiences work together to help us in our other life experiences. And so I love that your, all of your pieces, while they might seem different on the surface, they all work together and they all help you, you know, where you're at in your stage of life and your stage of your direct sales journey. So I would love to hear more about living in New York city. Oh my goodness. That is, that is something that, you know, maybe not every kid dreams of, but you always think that because you see it in movies and in books, like New York City is just the ultimate place. Tell us a little bit about living in New York City. What was that experience like? Well, I loved it. I mean, after I got over the like the fear of, you know, what could happen and just dove in and, you know, embraced it, my husband and I took on the role of tourists because we knew we weren't going to live there our entire lives. So every weekend was kind of precious and we would map out like, okay, we're gonna take the train to Connecticut and do this bike route. Or some, some weekends we would stay in the city. And when we would stay in the city, my favorite favorite was to go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And even though, I mean, probably Tiffany, we went through that museum probably 30 different times, 30 different visits there was still so much we did not see. It is spectacular, but there's so much to, there's so much life there. I mean, if you are into sewing, they, New York City has a button shop. That's all they sell is buttons. If you're into reading and mystery books, there is a mystery bookstore. I mean, everything you're interested in is there and especially the food, the food is divine. It's unbelievable. That's awesome. I have been to New York city a couple different times, but the most recent, my husband surprised me for my 30th birthday, which was so sweet. And we had such a fun time. We talk about that trip all the time. Cause it's, it was a couple years ago now. <laughs> Let's not talk about that, but, uh, and we talked about that trip and how much fun it was and how we just cannot wait to get back and explore more of the city. Cause 
you're right. There's if an endless amount of things to explore and you could go, like you said, 30 different times to one spot and not, and not experience at all. So I love to hear about your experience of living in one of the most amazing cities in the whole world. Okay. So you guys moved to Colorado after you lived in New York city for a time. What was your, why did you guys decide to move back to Colorado? So it really came down to family. Uh, as soon as my daughter was born, we just felt this pull to be back with family. My parents live in Colorado. My husband's parents live in Colorado. And it was important to us that my daughter have that, you know, grandparent, aunt and uncle experience. And it was important for us. I mean, you need that kind of support when you're a brand new parent and trying to figure it all out. It's a lot. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And so moving back to Colorado, that started your journey with direct sales. So tell us about how you found Lemongrass Spa and what that experience was like when you first, when you first heard about it. Oh, thank you. So that was just so much fun. So I was a, a fairly new mom and because I think I had been such a workaholic in the corporate world, I mean, in on the East coast that kind of demanded it. And especially the company I worked for was 24 seven, literally because I had such a workaholic kind of tendency in my corporate job. I knew I didn't want to have that experience as a new mom. So I was really looking for something and I had my eyes out for something where I could set my own hours and really set up my own success. And at that time, you know, a good 20 years ago, the way you'd find out about that, that type of work was just to go online and look at quote unquote classifieds. And most of the things I found were very, you know, introverted, do at your own desk, not people oriented, things like transcribing medical transcription documents And I really needed a people outlet. I needed to be with people. So when my neighbor invited me to um, a lemongrass spa party at her home, it was the best invitation ever. She said, Jill, would you like to come over and meet some of the neighbors? Because I was new to our neighborhood. We are going to do foot spas. We're going to start with a hand scrub. Oh, and by the way, we have some student massage therapists here. So let me know if you'd like to sign up for a 30 minute massage before we even begin. And I couldn't get over to Marianne's house fast enough. I was like, when is this? Because I will be there. And it was just a phenomenal experience. And it was exactly what I was missing as a stay at home mom, to be around those women, to have that wonderful conversation, getting to know some brand new people. But you know what really, just poured into me that evening was that self-care. I was not, that self-care was not on my list of things that I did. And let's just face it, brand new moms work 24 hours a day. Like you don't even get to fully sleep because your ear is just open for your little one. And that idea that I could you know, enjoy a foot soak in the comfort of my home, enjoy a luxurious bath and take care of myself without a spa price tag attached. I mean, I was just instantly, instantly all in. It was incredible. 
I love that. That sounds awesome. I would totally be there too. <laughs> I love the massage aspect of it. That's so heavenly. And you're right. It's so nice to be able to experience that in your own home because yes, self-care is so important, but not everybody can get away for an expensive spa day regularly. You know, hardly anybody can do that. Right. And right. so it's, that's so priceless to be able to have that experience and to treat yourself on your own time in your own home. Okay. So you experienced this wonderful evening of self-care and rejuvenation. And then what happened next? Tell us. Well, I would, I would say literally like the aha moment, the light bulb moment was the next morning. So the one thing I was doing for myself at that time was to go exercise Saturday mornings. And I showed up early to my um, Pilates class that morning because guess what? I was refreshed. I was rejuvenated and I had taken, taken time to do something for myself. And there were two women there. There was the owner of the Pilates studio, my instructor, and another fellow uh, Pilates goer. So the instructor said, well, what did you guys do last night? Because we were pretty early. I mean, we need, had some conversation time. So I just started gushing over of, you know, oh my goodness, this is what I got to do last night. And I was speaking to two women and one of them said, how do I go to something like that? And the other one said, how do I host a spa event like that? And that was my light bulb moment. I mean, literally in that second, I looked at both of them and said, I will get back to both of you because uh, we will do this together. I'll be finding out how we're going to do this together. So, I mean, it just all clicked. I love that. The magic moments, right? <laughs> all right. And so then you just, you went back and actually those of you who are listening, if you haven't listened to my interview with Heidi Lease, definitely go back and listen to that because she shares the other perspective of getting started in lemongrass spa. And so Jill was there at the beginning of this journey of Heidi's journey. And so you, Jill, you literally went to Heidi's home and signed up with the company as a consultant at her kitchen table and went down to her basement and picked out your, your products for your spa kit. So tell us a little bit about that, about that day. Oh, thank you. That I just love that memory. That's such a fantastic memory. And Heidi was so gracious. I mean, I showed up um, at her home with some 35 to 38 questions written down. Truthfully, I did not ask her that many questions in one moment. But, um, you know, in looking back in hindsight, what I was really doing was getting a gauge of who are you as a person. I'm the, I'm the kind of um, individual that when I decide to do something, I put my whole self into it. So honestly, I was really interviewing Heidi and finding out, you know, am I going to be able to link arms with you? Am I going to be able to put my whole self into this? Who are you? And Heidi is an incredible human being. And I knew within probably two minutes that oh, this is a definite yes. And when we went down to her basement, it was wonderful. I mean, that was the, that was the international production facility at the time, I say jokingly, but you know, there was a, baker, a steel baker's rack shelf with the products on it. And at the same point, you know, this was their family's house. So there was a, a piano in the room. 
there was a weightlifting bench there. I mean, life was happening in the midst of this brand new business. And I feel super blessed to have been the 57th person to have ever signed up. I mean, I was, I was just um, right on that cusp of it being brand new. And so it's been an exciting journey. I remember early on, we, our labels on our body polishes were paper. So can you imagine like somebody takes their sugar scrub, their body polish in the shower, and I would get a call that sounded like this. Um, Jill, my, my body polish is at the very, very bottom. And I wish I could tell you what variety it was, but the, the actual label is down my drain. So can you possibly look that up and let me know what I ordered? It smells delicious, by the way, and I have to have more of it. <laughs> and so keep in mind, there was no website. So when I went to go look that up, I am literally looking in paper files, which I was happy to do, but things were not automated the way they are today. We have come a long way and it's just been an incredible experience. It was an incredible experience when we were tiny and humble and it's an incredible company today. Heidi's vision has shaped this company and her love for each of us and her integrity and her character, they are, you know, just top notch. You just can't compare to anything else. You know, what's so funny is when you just said, when you just gave that example about the body polish in my head, I was thinking like, oh yeah, then Jill probably just had to go look up in her back office, her order history. But then you just said, it reminded me that no, this was back in the paper files days when you had to keep that on record yourself. Oh my goodness. I just can't even, I love, love to hear those stories about early days of the company, especially our company, just because I have such a connection to it. And so I know that there's things like you had to fax in orders and you had to email, uh, orders and you had to call in physically call in credit card numbers. And I just love to hear about those humble beginnings. It's just so fun and so inspiring to see <laughs> where we were. We, I say, we, I wasn't there where you guys were. And now where we are, where we can, oh my goodness, we have so many things right at our fingertips. We have a way to instantly enter orders and find out where we are at a glance. And it's just, I just love to see all those, all those developments and they're still coming. Like we have, we have developments, I mean, happening all the time here at our company with website back office, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's really fun to see just that evolution. And like you said, humble beginnings to amazing <laughs> to where we are today. It's so fun. Jill, you've been in the business for 17 years now, which is so incredible. And one word that comes to mind in that is consistency. And you have kept up a consistent business the entire time. So would you share with us some of your best tips for staying consistent in your business? Oh, I so appreciate that. So I think the number one thing before we even get to strategic tips is a belief. And I think that having a firm, firm belief in the vision that you are personally capable of creating is key. And honestly, it doesn't matter if others can see that vision or believe in it alongside you. Your own family members um, may have doubts like, is this, is this something that's viable or do you need to go get a nine to five? I, I was personally asked that. So 
what I'm saying is you have to have that personal belief to know deep within yourself that you're capable of building something that is larger than you. I mean, I started on October 1st, 2004, my friend, just with the team of me, myself, and I. And I am incredibly blessed today to have over 1,900 women in my organization. So that didn't happen overnight, but the belief was there and it was not something that could be pushed aside with the wind or with doubt, and we'll get into that. But just know that as you build something that is bigger than yourself, it will have a ripple effect. It will impact other people's lives. So that is just the biggest joy. Um, I also know that a belief isn't just gonna carry you through. So Gail Bates, who's an incredible direct sales trainer, taught me to really ask myself this question. Now that I'm clear on my goal, let's say just for this year, if we're talking about this year, now that I'm clear on my goal, what are the next three things that I can do that will bring me closer to accomplish that goal? And I think that is super important to know what are three things I can do. So having that long-term vision is important. So setting that three-year goal, even though that may seem daunting, just asking yourself, where do I wanna be in three years? But then it is, what I have learned is it's incredibly important to set a monthly goal. So as we turn the planner and there's a new month on that first day of the month, I like to have a visual reminder on day one of that new month that reminds me it's time to set my goals for this month. And then not only that, so on a strategy level, on a daily basis, what are the top three things that I can do today that will move myself forward? And I have to say, like, that is my number one thing is just staying really focused on those top three things just helps me stay out of the distraction. We have so many distractions, not only in our homes, the things we you know could be doing, but also just social media can be a huge distraction. So we have to know where we're going. And then um, my third practical tip is when our motivation lulls, and it absolutely will. Another way to say that is, when we start to feel discouraged, because let's be honest, every single one of us is going to have that moment where we're like, this isn't happening the way I thought it would as fast as I thought it would today, or I'm not hearing back from individuals today, whatever that is that causes you to feel discouraged, know what refuels you. I heard it so clearly this week on a John Maxwell podcast, leadership podcast, and they said, know what your refueling station is. And I just love that. So, I mean, as each of you are listening to this podcast today, you already know intrinsically what recharges you. So being really clear on that, knowing what, in, what activities inspire you, what activities are motivating for you, and even if that's doing something real quiet, like sitting down and, and reading an uplifting book, listening to an inspiring TED Talk, a podcast, 
or just taking a walk out in nature, I think that is so crucial. I can't even tell you how many years I would do the opposite of this, Tiffany. And I would say, you know, I'm feeling discouraged or I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling that my motivation is down. So let me just push through. And I was trained to do that in the New York City mindset for sure. But what I've learned is that really backfires. And then we can push ourselves to sit through and push through and work through. But I, for me personally, it, I get slower, I get less done, I can even get more frustrated. And so knowing that when my motivation is lower, I need to stop and refuel. And even if it's 15 minutes, hitting that refueling station is huge, absolutely huge. And then my uh, fourth practical tip here is that for long-term success, I've really learned that it's so, so important to have a teachable spirit. And so not just to be the teacher or the trainer and say, guys, here's how we're going to do this. But for me personally, I really need that teachable spirit and attitude versus getting stuck in, well, that's not the way I've usually done it, or that's not what I know, or I've never tried that. I mean, those are all kind of blocking thoughts. And I'm human. I have those thoughts, of course. Um, but knowing that if I'm willing to change or adapt or learn, there's so much to be gained on the other side of that. So my strategy that I really love is to ask lots of questions, really remain humble, check in with other leaders, both in our company, outside of our company, and even women in my networking group who have totally different types of businesses. I love to show up on masterminds and ask for help, but also give help and read leadership books and just be open, be open to learning, be open to changing. And then my last thing is, I think it's just crucial to love what you do. So I find a lot of joy in serving and encouraging others, empowering others, and Lemongrass is the vehicle for that. So, you know, we just never know when we reach out to somebody, um, you know, how we can encourage them and make an impact in their life. So, you know, that is, that's probably my greatest joy in this business is having that privilege to encourage others and lending my hope uh, to them for the day if they need a little hope or a little encouragement. And that's really my hope and prayer is that any encouragement that I'm able to offer them will have a positive impact in their life. And what a, what a privilege that is. So, you know, those, those are really the key things. And finally, I would say that direct sales is absolutely the best self-growth journey I have ever encountered. There are just so many valuable life lessons in indirect sales. So if we're open with that teachable spirit and to learning what is in front of us, I mean, the self-growth journey is absolutely incredible. I agree. I agree. And I love that these tips aren't 
oh, you should be posting, you know, 17 times a day about your product and you should be selling this, this X amount. These are, these tips that you're giving us are things that are going to ensure that you have a long-standing business and a long-standing journey with direct sales versus just a quick win. <laughs> so I love that you are, that you're giving these tips that are just so valuable to life in general, and that will help anybody listening go a very long way. My favorite one was to know what refuels you. And I, the thing that I thought of for me personally is a nap. Oh my goodness. I love a nap. (laughs) I love a really good, I mean, even if it's 20 minutes, I can take a 20 minute nap and feel like a new person when my to-do list is so long and I'm so overwhelmed. A lot of times I will just, I mean, it sounds counterproductive because you know, I'm doing less things if I'm taking a nap, but a lot of times I will stop. I'll go lay down for 20 minutes and then I can get back up and I can knock out that to-do list like nothing else, because I have just a little bit more energy. I feel more refreshed and I know it drives my husband nuts, but sometimes I'm like, honey, the best thing I can do right now is go take a nap. (laughs) And so I do, and it works. And so you have to know what refuels you and what gets you back on track. So true. So true. Are you a napper or no? <laughs> Not so much. Um, now there are times that it's like, oh, there's, there's no even, you know, debating. I have to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. So I know that moment when it's like, this is ridiculous. I need a nap. Mm-hmm. But in general, I, I do better with the walk or the listening to something inspiring just for our general mindset. And I I mean, I guess I covered the idea of mindset, but that's really what that is. I mean, we want to be so careful of what we let in. And especially if those in your immediate circle are kind of doubting, you know, really, can this work? You want to make sure, make sure, make sure that what you're listening to is positive. It's uplifting. It's inspiring. It's encouraging that it will have a positive impact on your mindset. It, that is so important. Yes. Yes. What you put in comes out. So if you're putting in things that aren't uplifting and that don't bring you joy, then it's going to be, it's not going to be good for you. And it's going to be wasted time. Honestly, <laughs> if you're listening or reading to things that are just not good for you. Well, and that's why, I mean, that's why I love what you're doing, Tiffany, because that this podcast that you are sharing and investing in for all of us, that's exactly what you're doing. I mean, we can plug into your weekly podcasts and be, that can be our refueling station for that day. So thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate those kind words. Oh my goodness. Yes. I really do think that when you hear other people's stories, you are so inspired. And so that's, that was the heart behind this podcast is that, you know, I want people to feel inspired listening to other people that are just like them that are in the same, you know, stage of life, or they were in the same stage or were on the same part of that journey. And now, you know, they've, they've come out on the other end. And so when people hear that, they're like, Oh, if I just stick with it, I can do it too. And so that was definitely the heart behind the podcast. So thank you for those kind words. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And I will say too, another thing that you talked about is having a teachable spirit. And I, for those listening that don't know Jill, she does this and she's always there to, and this is, this sounds so funny because, you know, we primarily communicate online, but she's 
always there to have a listening ear. <laughs> so I appreciate that about you, Jill. You listen, even though it sounds weird to say it over, you know, but those of you who know Jill, you know, this is true. She's there to listen and to give constructive and helpful feedback with problems that anyone's going through or, you know, roadblocks in their business. So I just always appreciate you having a teachable spirit and showing that and showing up online and just being able to give encouragement where it's needed and know when to step back when it's not. So I, not that, you know, it's never not needed or, or, or wanted, but, um, I just, I appreciate your presence on online and how you have encouraged me in my own direct sales journey. So I, I really appreciate that. Appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you for that. All right. So what are some consistent things that you do practically on a daily basis, on a monthly basis? I know we talked about setting goals, but what are some things that you do in your personal business and in your team business? You have such a large team and that, I mean, that doesn't, you can't just hope for the best, (laughs) right? When it comes to your organization, there are over 1900 women that are looking, men and women that are looking to you for leadership. So what are some consistent things that you do both in your personal business and in your team business to keep things flowing well? So that's, that's a great question. And I think that what's super important is just communication. And I will say consistently, I post in our team page daily Uh, on Sundays that usually comes out, you know, in the afternoon, just to respect people's Sundays. Um, And sometimes, sometimes I let some days go, but just consistently being there for the team and also Um, beyond the team page, checking in with my leaders. I have an incredible, phenomenal, compassionate, dynamic group of directors and leaders. So please don't think I'm reaching out with 1900 people. I, I definitely am not, but I am in support of those directors and leaders. One thing we do is we have a monthly mastermind for our director group. So really to pour into them, to brainstorm, um, but also to talk about what's working. Uh, this month, we talked about specifically what's something that you used to believe that you now do differently. So what's, what's something that you've learned and changed? And that was a, a really great conversation. So the masterminding, the trainings, and just being there to help and support. And like you talked about, our website is being upgraded and and changing a lot. So sometimes the questions are very simple and practical of, you know, how do I, how do I redeem this hostess gift? And then other times it's, it's bigger of how do I get to this next promotion level and setting up a strategy and a coaching schedule with that person so that they know you're there for them. And I think that word consistency is, is very important. So, you know, just consistently showing up for your team and showing up for your own business. And I, I remember a sales trainer told us many years ago that our own personal business is still, should be our number one time, um, time block of what we pour into. So she talked about, don't make the mistake once you're a director or a leader thinking, okay, I'll just not contact my customers. I will no longer host spa relaxing events. I'll just pour into my team. 
And that was really important advice. And I think it's absolutely crucial. The only way that any of us in leadership are just right on top of what's happening is if we are right in it, walking the walk with our team members. That's how we know the pulse of what's happening, what our customers need, what they're excited about, all of those important things. It's true. If you aren't yourself, if you aren't booking the parties and recruiting new team members and, you know, going through things that, you know, might not work like a virtual party that wasn't as great as you thought, if you aren't going through those hard things or those, you know, day-to-day things with, with a direct sales business, then your team is going to, they're not going (laughs) to, they're not going to listen to what you have to say because, well, she doesn't know what I'm going through. And so I, I do like that. That's great. And I, Lynn Bardowski was actually the one who, um, a couple episodes ago, she mentioned that thing that when she got to that top level leadership, she was like, cool. All right. I don't have to, (laughs) I don't have to do this anymore. And then she saw her business completely tank. And so that was a case study and you can't let your personal business go. Even when you reach a certain level of leadership, because that is where, that is how you keep your business going. And you can't, you just can't let it go because it has to be there all the time for sure. All right, Jill. So I know we've mentioned so many amazing words of advice throughout the entire episode. I appreciate you taking this time and talking with us, but what is some advice you'd have for somebody who is thinking to themselves, you know, this would be, maybe this is a great option for me, but how in the world will I make a lifetime career out of it? And maybe someone's not thinking that maybe they're like, oh, I'll just get into this and see how it goes. But you've been in it for 17 years. What is your advice for somebody who is, who's thinking, you know, how would I make this work for an extended period of time? So I think what's important is to get started. Um, you know, a lot of times, we don't know. Are we going to love this? Is it going to be our life's work? Is it going to fill us up? Or is it going to just be a short phase of something we do and then we find we find that meaning somewhere else? But truthfully, I would say this business is something you can't know what it will what need it will fill for you and how it might open up and thrive and the doors will just, you know, fly right open for you unless you jump in. So it's definitely worthy of taking that chance. And what I would say is work with the time that you have. Um, When I started, I had little kids and I also did home daycare for one family. So I actually had three little kids under four years old in my home all day long. I didn't have this beautiful amount of time all day to just figure out what to do. But let me tell you that when nap time hit, I was focused. I knew what I was gonna accomplish during nap time. And I didn't know, you know how nap time is. You don't know if you have 20 minutes or maybe you'll have 40 or maybe it'll be a great day and you'll have an hour. But um, you know, I would just say be real focused with the time that you do have so that you can accomplish those top three things that you need to get done. And as your schedule changes and opens up, you can figure it out and put in more. But it's incredible what can be done with 30 minutes a day with this with this business. I do this full-time today, so 30 minutes is no longer my schedule. 
but um, any and even then I would do 30 minutes in nap time and then do some once the kids went to bed in the evening. But my point there is just move forward with the time that you have. Take the chance on yourself. It is absolutely worthy of your time. Yes, I agree. And yes, those nap times, I remember those so, so well when I was first getting started too, because I, same thing, had very small kids. And the blessing of this industry, of this business, is that you can have that flexible time, even though it might not be flexible in that you don't have a ton of it, but you can choose what you want to do in the time that you have. And so when you do that and you're intentional about those actions that you're taking for your business, then you will see success. Even though it's little, you'll still see success, you know, build and build and build until, you know, someday, like you said, you, you build up to a full-time schedule. You didn't start out with a full-time schedule on day one. You couldn't. So yes, I love that practical advice. And this truly, this is, this is one business that truly can fit into every nook and cranny, you know, any nook and cranny of your life. And so I love the flexibility aspect of direct sales for sure. Thank you so much, Jill, for blessing us with your time today and your words. And I just appreciate you so much as a leader in our company. And here we are today, 17 years later, and you have such a thriving, amazing business that, you know, has blessed so many women and has encouraged and empowered so many women and men. I just appreciate everything, all the words that you always have to say, you're always such an encouragement to me personally. So I, I just appreciate that about you. And thank you so much for sharing that with us on the podcast today with other listeners. Oh, thank you, Tiffany. That really means a lot. It was just a joy to be here. I appreciate it. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative, over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.